Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Christian Concepts. I am very happy today uh, because we do have a special guest, a good friend of mine, Christian Flores, on the show today. Uh, it is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Jesse is not going to make it today. He is uh, running a fever, so if you guys wouldn't mind keeping him in your prayers uh, so he could recover from that. Uh, Christian, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself real quick? Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Christian, like Lucas had said, and I, I'm a really good friend of his, and I actually work with Lucas himself, and I'm very excited to be on this podcast. Perfect. Uh, so what we're going to be doing today with Christian, uh, I have a little something, I have something a little different planned for today, uh, Q&A to get some else on prayer. Uh, which is this week's topic. And prayer has, I, I believe, the one of the most important roles in our lives and in our walk, walks with God, uh, mainly because that's the main way we communicate with Him. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start uh, pushing some questions here. Uh, first off, what is prayer? What, what do we look at prayer as? That's actually a very good question, because if you think about it, prayer is a gateway to communicate with God um, in the Christian believer perspective. Also, prayer is used as communicating in, if you were to go look it up on Google, is to pre pretty much communicate with a deity or an ancestor. So even non-believers use prayer as a communication, as a gateway. And for us Christians, it's the way we make our petitions known to God. It's how we are able to communicate with God. And it's also a way for God to communicate and minister to our hearts. That is a fantastic answer. Um, and on this sort of vein of the subject, uh, you, you did mention making our petitions known to God, but what other purposes does prayer have in our lives? Another purpose that prayer has is it's a way for a believer to align with his or her heart with God's purpose. And that's why John can say, I must decrease and he must increase. It's a way for us to humble ourselves and recognize that our lives need to coordinate with the purpose and the will God has for our everyday lives. And that's that's definitely uh, true. I, I do have some notes here that I'm trying to pull up as we're uh talking here uh, now let me see here i i do have i do have a further question after this but um i'm trying to find it i do apologize about that all right so now when we're making ourselves aligned with god uh we're typically praying like you said and starting to recognize exactly what he wants in our lives and in this world. And the main thing is reaching souls. He wills that none would perish, but that all should come. And in that vein, 
uh, of reaching people and aligning yourself, is there a way that people can take prayer and misuse it to try and hurt someone? Or would that be prevented by God? Can it be used to hurt someone? Sure. I mean, there are different cults, different organizations that do do that. But biblically speaking, I don't think we as Christians, believers, should, you know, even consider bringing someone you to hurt. Christian, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think as believers, we should entertain the thought of hurting someone in prayer because that's not what we're taught to do. We're taught to pray with godly contention, godly intention, should I say, and a godly heart. We are taught to pray and recognize God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We're, we're taught to align ourselves with God's purpose. So if, I don't think God would even allow that for us to come up and pray and hurt, you know, that someone may get hurt. Because by definition, God is love. And to hurt someone and to still say, I love you to them, I don't think God will necessarily allow that to happen. If anything, he might work on the person's heart first that's making that prayer to realize that this is not something he or she should be doing, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense, actually. Uh, now, now, there is a verse I want to direct us towards in Proverbs uh, chapter twenty. Uh, it says if thine enemy him bread to eat, and if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap cold fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. Uh, now this is slightly off the topic of prayer, but when when we're I I'm actually gonna throw in another verse there before I continue with Matthew chapter five three is where we will be beginning. Real quick, very glad that sounds me. Uh, and it says, "Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate. I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you." And I, I think that both of those verses connect. I mean, what one saying, "Those who are your enemies." Give them bread to eat when they're hungry, clothe them when they don't when they have no clothes. And I know it doesn't go through all of that, but the gist of this whole thing is making sure that even your enemies are being taken care of uh, by any means that you can. And I, I think that using prayer to hurt people, some people may take that out of context for uh, Proverbs chapter five verse twenty two, where it says, you shall heap for you shall heap coals of fire upon his head. It, I think people get misconstrued with the fact that oh, if I pray for my enemy, they're eventually going to get hurt, or they're eventually going to have something cut back on them. I I don't think that's what it's saying. What I think it's saying is it's going to irritate them at first. It's going to make them extremely mad because one, they've set out to uh either use you or or hurt you, which is what an enemy is. An enemy defined as a militaristic opposition towards someone and 
what I think this is, is more like someone comes up, they stab you in the back, and you turn around and you give them your shoes because you see that they don't have any. Or you see that they're running low on funds and they can't afford to get their family food. And you turn around and you give them what you have right there. And it, it hurts them to the point of they see Christ in you. And not only that, but you turn around and you say, I'm praying for you. And you let them know that you care about them and that you're not making your petitions known to God at that moment. But you're letting God know about them saying, hey, this person's struggling right now. This person needs help. And so I'm praying for you. And I'm letting God know that you that you need him. That, I think, is something that is so powerful and just a wise thing to do. Because one, it furthers the kingdom of God. And two, it helps direct prayer to something else other than yourself. Making traditions known to God is a fantastic thing to do. He says that he would supply all of our needs. David said in Psalms that he's never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seat begging bread. That's something that God will do for us. But when you take that focus away from yourself and put it on the people that God loves, I think it's just, it makes, I can't say makes God recognize you more because he sees everyone equally. He's not a respecter of persons, but it definitely shows him that your heart is in the right place. Bring yourself with him. That definitely was a tangent I went off on. But uh, let me go ahead and go here. Back to the questions. Um next question i want to i want to ask you christian is how do we pray i mean we have a we have the lord's prayer how my our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done and all the rest of that and then we have uh some other prayers that are mentioned in the bible but how do we pray well definitely jesus does talk about that in the lord's prayer you know that's one of the most common prayers that you can hear in almost any religion but if you were to break it down into some simple steps really prayer should be addressing the father thanking the father asking the father and to close off the prayer in the name of jesus and to have faith with the prayer it's definitely to recognize God's above all. And that we're just in this for his will. We're in this that's not my will, but his will be done. When we pray, when we pray, it's to recognize that there are situations that we can't control. And we're, we shouldn't be in control. And that God's in control. You cut out there. can't. Everything. Oh, sorry. Not um, what I was trying to say was that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just lost my train of thought. Nope, you're um, perfectly fine. It happens to us all the time. <laughs> basically is recognizing that God's in control of everything, that we, we're not in control and we shouldn't be in control because when man gets involved and gets in control of situations, it doesn't end well. That's it, very true. It turns out more into the worst than it should be. Yes, when you pray, it does, I guess, make the enemy upset. 
because the enemy and ties back into what prayer is doesn't want you communicating with God. So the pray- what the enemy does is he roams around seeking to destroy you. And when you pray, you can kneel, you can stand, you can walk, you can pace. In a church setting, you see that. You see different types of people and how they pray. They're sitting, they're standing, they're kneeling, they're laying down, they're walking around. Um, so there's different forms of prayer, I guess you could say. But in the end of the day, they're all addressing God. They're thanking God. They're blessing the name of the Father. And they're recognizing there's a problem. There's an issue in my life that I need help with. Or even if it's just a a thanksgiving and praise, that's a form of prayer. And I think that's why when people start praying, the enemy just comes a little harder. And it's a really great, it's a great topic to talk about, you know, with prayers. Everyone has a different way of praying. Everyone can think of what prayer is. And that, and they're all right in their own manner of respect and their own definitions. But in the end of the day, the again back to the question of what the purpose of prayer is. Prayer is a great arsenal in a Christian, and it's a great weapon in a Christian's arsenal. Because, you know, you have someone telling you their life story. For example, someone opens up and tells you X, Y, and Z. Usually, it follows with a statement: "Please help me pray," or "Please help me pray about this." Thank you for praying with for me or with me or whatever the case is and most of the time they're non-believers when they're expressing their life stories or they're just saying oh my gosh life stinks right now this is what's going on well thank you for praying or please pray for me once they find out that you are a christian and that's pretty much them letting you know like i need my petition known i need someone to walk boldly into the throne room of god and let him know I'm having an, a problem, having an issue. And that's what prayer ties in. It communi- It's a gateway to communicate. And God's able to move and minister to that individual through you or through anybody because- or through just... Oh, sorry, my, my there. You there? Hello? Oh, there you go. Okay, there we go. Sorry. Um... Like I was saying, prayers the gateway. It's what you can, people who are non-believers will definitely want someone to pray for them because they themselves don't know how to pray. And we can teach them. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. It doesn't have to be a three-hour session on your knees begging God to listen. God's already listening. God's already there. He's omnipresent. He knows everything in the outcome. But there's some things we need to do, and that's prayer. Even Jesus says, how be it some of these things won't come to pass unless you pray and fast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he knows what's going to happen. Yeah, he knows things can change. So that's really a powerful statement. Some of the things can't happen unless you pray and fast. This thing can't come out unless you pray and fast. In other words, unless... You humble yourself and bring it before God. It, the situation won't change. No matter how many times you beg and beg and beg, sometimes it, you just have to pray and fast mm-hmm. for things to change in your life. Yeah, and I, I think that's where people get get a little confused. Um, 
is they'll sit there God and beg him and beg him and beg him and God doesn't need you to beg. He said, ask exactly. and you shall receive, not sit there and beg for weeks and weeks and you'll receive. Uh, so when when someone gets down and prays and fasts, there, there's a difference between, oh, God, please let me do this. Please, please let this happen. Please, God, please, I'm begging you, please. Instead, I mean, there, there's, well, not instead, but there's a difference between that versus, God, I thank you for letting this come to pass. It may not be right now. I may not be seeing the result right now, but I know that you said, if I ask, I will receive. I know that you said that these things won't come out except by prayer and fasting. And I'm doing that right now. And I'm thanking you until it's done. Exactly. And I, I think that's where people will get lost is because, I mean, what would you rather have someone constantly beg you to give them a ride somewhere, but it, it instead, or in, sorry, what would, oh gosh, I can't talk right now, but, but let's just imagine the scenario. Someone needs a ride to church. They're begging you for a ride to church. You were going to give it to them anyways, but it's kind of annoying because they keep begging every week. Well, if they were to come up to you and be like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be in your car and take a ride to church this week. I, I really appreciate that. That's it's not really asking for something because you are going to do it anyways, but look at it that way with God. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to be doing something for you anyways. It just may not be right then. But you're right. constantly showing him that this that you're trying to follow his will because you're going up and you're like, thank you, God, for letting this happen. I know I haven't seen it yet. I know it hasn't come to pass yet. But I thank you for letting it happen because I know you made me a promise and I know that you're going to do it. And that's that's something I think people get really confused with when they're praying is just instead of begging, they could just start thanking God in advance. It sounds a little confusing because like, why would I thank someone for a million dollars if they never gave it to me? Right. Right. But what if they said they were going to give it to me and they just haven't done it yet because they got to get things worked out. I mean, I know that's a crazier example, but it it gets my point across. Um, And then I, I love how you touched up on. uh, And how they're praying and people who don't know how to pray uh, because that was actually my, my next question was, or what advice would you give to people who are beginning a prayer life? Um, I mean, every, every time someone starts praying, there's definitely spiritual and physical opposition to it uh, depending on their circumstances. And you, you did say that, that there would be opposition. Um, So what advice would you give to people who are beginning a prayer life and beginning to feel that opposition? The best advice I would give would be just to start anywhere. Just to start with a two-minute prayer or even in the morning when you wake up. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. If it's as simple as that, because you've already addressed God, you've already thanked him for the day, and you're already closing off the prayer in his name. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Um, when there's opposition like that, um, it does get discouraging. Trust me, I've been in that position where I've been discouraged. Why should I pray if nothing's going to change? Why should I do this if the situation's not going to change? Well, the situation may never change, but my point of view changes. I change, and I can handle it differently instead of just throwing in the towel and letting the enemy win. Um, another advice I can do is definitely 
look at look at your life. If nothing you've done has changed your life, then why not give prayer a chance? Because whether you like it or not, pr- prayer is prayer is a weapon that you can use, and it is something God has equipped each believer with. And saying, if you if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. We find that in John fourteen fourteen, I believe. And with that confidence, I think we can easily, or anyone starting off can easily say, okay, God, you said this. If I ask for it in your name, it will happen. Now, that's not needless to say, I want a million dollars to fall on my lap from the sky right here, right now. It may not, it may be that maybe something happens and you get a bag full of cash. Good for you. Or it could be in time, you start to do different habits and different things that eventually you will have a million dollars sitting on your lap. In the end of the day, the prayer was, I want to have a million dollars. You cut out at the end of the day. Oh, in the end of the day, the prayer was, you want to have a million dollars. So, yeah, the situation doesn't necessarily change. It's just the way you view the individual, look at it. And that helps you continue to press forward. Continue to endure the situation, but now you're equipped with a helpline. And that is you can communicate with God about the situation and you're not alone in that situation. If that all makes sense. Yeah, that's that's good stuff right there. Um, and honest, honestly, the I, I think the the time of prayer is important too. you mentioned getting up in the morning and thanking Jesus for this day. And that's a simple prayer. Um, but I also want to touch up on the time of prayer. And actually, Brother Bailey uh, touches up on that in his book, The Four Dimensions of Prayer. Shameless plug right there. Uh, if you guys have a chance, I do recommend reading that book. Uh, and he mentions how Adam and Eve would talk to God in the cool of the day. Cool of the mm-hmm. day would be about like, I think it was like about three o'clock in the morning when everything was the coldest point of the day. Actually, it may have been right before sunrise. I don't know. I'm getting a little confused right there. But basically, early morning prayer, early morning mm-hmm. communication with God. Abraham would do the same thing. Right. Morning talking to God. And I think that's just a perfect way to start off your day is waking up and praying and letting God know, Hey, about today. Exactly. You're, you are, I'm putting you first in my life. I, before I did anything else, I addressed you and who you are. Uh, and I think that's just a big, that is a big step for anyone uh, in their prayer life. Um, I've, I've been in church since I was four years old and I didn't really start praying in the morning until about, I want to say four or five years ago. Um, And it was, it's hard. I mean, getting up in the morning in general is hard sometimes. Oh, Um, definitely. I mean, working in the morning and having to commute if you have to commute. Some people already waking up at four, three o'clock in the morning just to drive to work. Getting up an hour before that or half an hour before that, uh, even 15 minutes sometimes can throw you off entirely if if your schedule's jam-packed um but making the time to pray 
even as you get up. I mean, talking at praying as you're getting ready, like you wake up. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. You begin your prayer. You keep going. You go over. You can't really talk when brushing your teeth and have anyone understand you. But you do that. You get in the shower. You're praying. You go into the bathroom. You're still praying. It sounds a little weird talking to someone on the toilet, but still. Um, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he, he sees that effort. Like, okay, I couldn't make time before this, but I'm making time right now. I'm putting in whatever time I can. And... um That is one of the most powerful things you can do in your prayers to start off with addressing God um, and starting off the day with addressing God. So right. uh, that that is actually about all the time we have for this episode today, though. Uh, I do want to thank you guys for tuning in again. I want to thank Christian uh, for coming in and his little boy. I'm not going to mention his name because that's a dangerous thing to do on. <laughs> um we could hear a little bit of him in the background and he's just awesome um but i i also want to mention that our giveaway is still going so far we only have i think it's seven or eight people in the drawing uh so it does end next saturday before we record i will be picking a name out of a hat out of those people no if you tag more people you are not getting more entries regina <laughs> and Vanessa, or not Vanessa, Regina and Rochelle. I'm sorry if that's not how it's working. I do appreciate it, though. Um, but uh, again, I do want to thank everyone for tuning in, and if you have any prayer requests or if you have any comments or you want to pick the topic for next, you know, hey, I'm not understanding this as well, feel free to message us on Instagram, Christian underscore concepts underscore JDP uh, or email us. Our email is on that. Uh, or you could leave us a voice message on our Anchor website. Uh, we want to do this for people who are either beginning their walk with God or or people who don't know God at all. I mean, we, we really want to use this as an outreach tool uh, to get as many people as possible. So tell your friends who are in church. Tell them who aren't in church. Tell the friends who don't really know what church is. We're more than uh, happy to express our thoughts and express truth on these topics using scripture. We, we try to use scripture every single time that we're here. Um, and at, at least my, my goal is to always at least use five verses. I don't think I hit that today. Um, but I try to use at least five verses for any sort of topic I'm working on to make sure that the point is put across biblically. Um, but yeah, once again, drawing ends next week we will pick a winner uh, and then we'll just direct message you on instagram get your name we can ship it out and uh